You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley, Living the Retirement Lifestyle Show, where we invite our super friends and entrepreneurs from all around the world who have a very different and special um, slant on the word entrepreneurship in retirement, why you should be doing it, why you might want to do it, and all those kinds of things. And today we have a very, very special guest who we built a relationship with some years ago and have been trying to get him on our show for quite a long time now. Uh, we first saw him write in Forbes magazine way back in 2014. We followed him, we bought his books, and he is the renowned expert, in our opinion, on retirement. So let us welcome Robert Laura. All right, guys, good to see you. It's fabulous to see you too, finally, after all this time of writing back and forth. Having read your books and seen what you do, um, it's just really lovely to have you here. So, I mean, let's kick off. Let's talk about how you became the expert in retirement. It's interesting. So even before I got into financial services, I was a social worker. Um, so that was my first career out of, out of college. And then uh, it was it was tough work. And so I became a financial advisor about 22 years ago. Wow. And so my first 10 years as a financial advisor, <clears throat> it was all about the money. Um, but then as more and more clients got towards retirement, I saw a bigger and bigger gap that these people had potentially plenty of money, but no lifestyle. They didn't have any plans, any purpose, any goals. They weren't connected to their family. And so you saw this major discrepancy between, you know, people who made a successful transition and those that didn't. Um, and that's when I kind of jumped in full force to not only be a financial expert, but also a non-financial, more of the, the psychology of retirement, if you will. Mm, it's, yeah, it's a very it's a it's a very important part of retirement i think because you know you don't understand what it's like i think until one day you're at work and then the next day you're not at work and all of a sudden there's this great big sort of gap that opens up and you know we've been i mean you know it sort of ha it sort of happened to us but not quite, because I don't think we'll ever retire. I think we're going to be like Tom Beale and retire the day we die. Mother, amazing <laughs> entrepreneur. Um, but uh, you know, we changed our we changed our path, if you like, career path ten years ago because of the the, the retirement situation we found ourselves in. Um, you know, we invested in property in two thousand and eight. We got hurt in a big way. So we had to find an alternative and, you know, get it going online without going into a long, long story. Going online was the way that we found that we could create a business and have the lifestyle that we wanted. But I think it's not until you actually, and I still remember the day we gave up our accountancy, <laughs> our accountancy practice and we just stopped. And the next morning, there was no reason to get out of bed. It was weird. It was really, really weird. weird. And well, I think and it, it, it's a, this is what not enough people talk about, you know, because, uh, you know, I always say retirement is the most highly sought after phase of retirement, but the least understood. You think there's just amazing, you step across this line, the heavens open up and it's perfect and there's nothing there. Um, and nobody tells anybody that. And I think too that, um, you've got to have something to live for. And, 
if you're going to do it, why not make money at it? Absolutely. I think that, that that's a really, I think that's really important from the point of view that there are so many people out there nowadays who don't have the funds to retire their dream retirement, if we can call it that. And that's sort of how we got into it from our personal story and our, our personal perspective on the whole thing. And the more we hid from telling anyone for a long, long time, and you'll totally understand that because you're very uh, distinguished in your psychological um, assessment of situations and the clients you work with. But we just like were ashamed really that we'd got caught out, um, especially bearing in mind our <laughs> our background was management consultancy and accountancy. Like we felt there's no way we should have done this. But you know, at the time we made the right decisions. Um, but we just felt terrible afterwards. And we had to think, how could we dig ourselves out of this? And as we started to do that, and people said, oh, you actually got to tell your story. You've got to tell people what happened to you because they will then relate to you and understand they're not the only ones in the same situation. And I actually love that about your books and your, your storytelling in your emails because you actually do go into that and as as you read them and and i'll get people to find out how they can do that at the end when you get into them you actually see yourself in those same situations and you go actually they got out of it i can get out of it too and uh, and that's what we've been seeing over the years as we've been speaking and writing our blog posts writing our emails social media all of that sort of thing um, so I yeah, think there's so much, you know, what, what's the, the message in the mess, right? And that's what a lot of people yeah. want to hide behind that. But that's why, I mean, my area of expertise is failure. Um, you know, I've failed so many times and done so many things wrong um, <laughs> that you just eventually learn to kind of work around it or work with it, you know, kind of leverage it to, you know, some of these hard times or these stories. And everyone's been through it, it's kind of funny because I'm a financial professional. I manage millions of dollars for people for a living. It doesn't mean I was born with that knowledge. You have to acquire it most of the time by making mistakes, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And so I, I think that, you know, it's the same kind of thing that, yes, you, you know, you guys were management and accounting consultants. You should have had it all down. You should have had everything mapped out, but there's some things you can't map out. And that's why I think a big thing for people today is to, again, to pivot you know, pivot into something different. And again, this concept of retirement is, it's really just, it's made up, it's manufactured. There, there is no retirement um, and you're gonna sit around and do nothing. That's why I think starting a business is just so powerful because it provides so many benefits, as long as you do it right and based around stuff that you think and value. And so I love the fact that you guys have leveraged your story and it's working for you. Thank you. No, thank you. And, and that we get that same encouragement coming back from you. And in fact, uh, when we wrote our book, um, we co-collaborated with some other people um, talking about what they were doing in their retirement. And we have to use that word because it hasn't been taken out of the dictionary yet, <laughs> dis despite your book <laughs> and, the, and the fours and against. But um, it really... It, it really made a difference when we first read that article that I guess you became very famous for. And, and I'll just read it because a lot of people 
haven't read our book yet or haven't heard us talk Maybe about it. Maybe they not read it. this article. Either. They may not have read the article. And I make sure that when we write the blog post that goes with the recording of this, that we'll put all the information in there. But you said, I believe the concept of starting a business for retirement income will become one of the most significant trends impacting retirement in the 21st century. And I, we, you know, we absolutely, we went, oh my goodness, somebody else thinks the same as us. Um, and it was fabulous. So, I mean, how, how have you found that works when you're talking with your clients? So, so I think a number of things, I think the, one of the challenges, people are living longer and it's harder and harder to maintain your standard of living for that period of time. So, uh, you know, 30 years ago, you could retire at age 65 maybe you live till 75 or 80. And so you had to fund maybe 10 to 15 years. Now you could fund 30, 34, 35 years. So yeah. it's becoming harder and harder. I think the other reality is, is that because people are living longer, there's misconceptions about it. And this is why starting a business is so important because if you're living longer, you need income for a longer period of time. You might as well do something that you like and can have an impact. It doesn't mean you have to start a multi-million dollar business. You could, you know, whether it's a online business, whether it's renting a room, doing Uber, whatever is the case, there's so many facets because, you know, here in the States, you know, we have something called social security. Mm -hmm. It was established in 1935. Well, in 1935, life expectancy was right around 61, 62 years old. So you weren't even supposed to get social security, <laughs> um, but life expectancy has increased by almost 30%. So someone today wouldn't technically get social security until they're age 80. If we used those same factors, yeah. which means someone who's 60, 65 or 70 is a baby. They are minuscule in their career. They can switch careers, go back to school, start a business. People are living longer, but it doesn't mean, you're going to be unhealthy for a longer period of time. That's why, again, no matter what business you're starting, even if your business costs you money to run for the first couple of years, the psychological benefits are so much more significant um, than not doing that. And so I just think there's a huge opportunity there. No, I agree. I think in solo entrepreneurship, which is what we're talking here, we're not talking starting up some, you know, like you say, multi-million dollar business, which some people can and have done, which has been amazing. Um, but it is something, it's more about, we believe anyway, about harnessing the skills that you may already have acquired during your first time career or being prepared like Chris and I did. Um, we knew nothing about the online business world, but at the time that we came into it, we were searching for education for our management consultancy clients to bring them up to speed and above other competitors in the online world because the internet was very young then, blogs were non-existent, non -existent. Um, social media was a baby, but we just delved into the kind of education that was around this, helped our clients with it. And then one day when things got pretty bad for us, we looked at each other and we said, Do you know, what? we could make a business out of it. We could take our business skills, yeah. take them online and teach other people those skills that we were using for our own clients. And that was a whole new skill set for us. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. did we have to learn some new stuff? Yes, of oh. course you had to learn new stuff. But, but we loved it. But it was great fun. 
And well, and, but that speaks volumes to you guys. And again, having the right mindset. You know, there, a lot of people want to detract or take away or say you can't do it. First, smart to take your own advice because you're dishing out this advice you're being paid thousands of dollars for, right? And so you decide to take your own advice. But then it is about that, that, that attitude, that idea, because lifelong learners, you know, so what we know statistically is people live longer and fend off things like Alzheimer's and dementia, the more education and the more information they consume. Mm -hmm. Sitting around doing crossword puzzles isn't going to cut it. You really have to develop these new skills and talents. And again, what I say is retirement doesn't eliminate work. It just reorients it. So people assume they're leaving all this stuff behind. You still have to do work. You might as well focus that work on the areas that are important to you and hone those skills. So spot on to what you guys said. It's about that meant the, the right kind of mental attitude and approach to going into retirement and starting a business. And of course, not everyone's cut out for entrepreneurship. And, and we quite often write about that. And often people come to us and they probably might mention it to you too, because they see that it is a money cow, uh, for want of a better word, because their position is, I am desperate to make some money. Um, I might not have even enough in, I might only be getting social security benefits. I might not have in, I think in your part of the world, you have your 401k and those things. We have similar in the UK, but it isn't enough to actually give you a, even a basic standard of living. I think you get more in the States than we do here, but you know, they're desperate to make money, but that doesn't make them an entrepreneur. Uh, and I think there are so many different ways they can actually learn the skills of a business without the oh right I'm just you know I'm just going for it I'm going to be the most amazing entrepreneur in the world so yeah it's like anything else it takes time you know it's like whether it's being a parent whether it's acclimating to a new place all, all the, it's starting a business it just it takes time and, and that's why it's important to surround yourself with other like-minded people because when you get kicked down or when you're struggling you've got someone to kind of help pick you back up. That's why, you know, being part of a, a business that's aligned with a, an organization or a similar group of people, even if it's just a support group, but if you're not around other entrepreneurs, you're going to struggle because if you don't have an entrepreneurial mindset, it's, it's just a different thought process. And you guys know, like you, you have to think and act very differently than someone who's fully employed yeah. And so you need someone and you want to be around, you want to find some mentors, you know, again, for you guys been doing this for a while now, like, okay, you've, I'm sure you've had plenty of ups and downs, but it's not so much what did you do during the ups, but what'd you do during the downs to keep yeah. going? And that's an important thing. And I, I think the other thing you mentioned there, I mean, effectively is community, you know, being around like-minded people. And I think, you know, we all want to belong to something. And I guess, I mean, when you're, in a traditional job and you know you work nine to five and you know you go to the offices other people you have the chat around the coffee machine or the water cooler or whatever uh, you know and then all of a sudden you're working on your own and you don't have that yeah. uh, especially if you're working from home um, you know one of the things that people have said to us when all this lockdown came was you know how has your life changed well it hasn't really Not for us you know we we've, we've worked from home for 10 years so but we can give you tips and strategies <laughs> to help you plan that you know even with our own kids who 
you know, have quite high flying jobs um, and are now at home, not only trying to run those types of jobs from home, but they're homeschooling their kids as well, which is, and these kids are quite bright. So it's, they're youngsters as well. But what an amazing turnaround that comes out of that. Mm. And we'll look back, I believe, and our children and our grandchildren will look back on the change that it brought about in their lives. Mm. And I hope for the good, definitely yeah. hope for the good. So well, I, mean, I think too, I was even just going to say, just, you know, popped into my head. Like the other thing for you guys is, you know, um, how often you are together. My wife and I work together on some things too. So we spend a lot of time together and there's, there's an acclimation period, but um, whether you're fully retired together as a couple or retired working on a business or working on a business, there's, um, I'm sure you guys have already blogged and could continue to blog about some tips and strategies. <laughs> that's, yeah. why, that's why I also have an office. My wife is like, uh, you need to go to the office today because uh, uh, you got to get out of here. Yeah, no, true. We, we we have a habit of, we just go, we walk away from it if we don't agree with something because just go and have a coffee or a, a glass of wine or something and then chill out and then resume conversation. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, I suppose we're probably different from most people. We've worked together for probably yeah. 25 years, I guess. Yeah. Um, my mum my says, she said, I just can't believe how well you guys get on with one another. Well, I said, well, it's a matter of having to, because we're not giving up on this. <laughs> right, right. So, so going on from your article in 2014, in 2017, you then wrote another one called Can Network Marketing Save Your Retirement? And can you just you know talk to us a little bit about that that's really interesting that, right that, now. that was really interesting right now yeah there, there, you know it's interesting because um that first article um i think it's it's probably one of them it's probably one of the most popular direct marketing multiple marketing articles out there i think it's had close to a million and a half nice. hits and i think it's probably the most plagiarized article out there um you see it everywhere i've seen it on lots of websites where people claim it as their own actually really oh, that's disgraceful. That's <laughs> it's strange to see you know your work come across a lot of people just want to take that part but both those articles are really just again if you think about when you make the transition to retirement the things that you lose you lose um connection you lose purpose you lose routine you lose your your role you lose so many of these things and it's really ends up not being about the money, whether you have a lot or a little, you have to find ways to replace those things. And one of the easiest things to do is to start a business. And if you look at most online network marketing, direct marketing business, they're relatively low cost, especially if they don't require you to house or hold a product. Mm. And so you get connection, you get purpose. One of my favorite things about multi-level marketing, direct marketers, their community and their groups, they're always fired up. They're always having some kind of call where everyone is just jazzed up and excited and fired up about, you know, talking about good, positive things. That's worth its weight in gold. People would, I think people would pay for that. They do. It's called therapy. Um, and so <laughs> in the sense of a community of, again, some, some pick me up, some positive things. And so I think that can be a huge thing because you can get to retirement and not, it cannot feel right because you made these assumptions of what it's going to look and feel like. And all of a sudden those things are gone. And so it's a very easy way to step in. And again, I'm not telling people to go out and join every single one or throw a bunch of money at it. And I know there's costs associated with it, but 
if you get purpose, routine, um, goals, community, um, mental activity, uh, mental stimulus, um, and it costs you a hundred or 200 bucks a month, that's not terrible. Yeah. Um, people would pay a lot more for some of those things or have a lot harder time getting it, but you can get it in one place a lot of times for relatively low cost. No, absolutely. And you know, we, even before the coronavirus and pandemic came on board, we'd made a decision this year that one of the branches of our business that we wanted to develop was um, coaching and training in the um, network marketing, multi-level marketing um, arena, because you know, not everybody in particular, we didn't want to, because we do have a, a, a network marketing business of our own, but we didn't want to build it the traditional way. And in fact, although we've had the product since 2014 and love it because it's around travel, we've never built the business side of it because right. we didn't want to do it in the traditional way. But now that we've learned, we can teach people how to use the online skills, internet skills, social media, suddenly we're opening up a whole new arena of people and attract people in the retirement uh, niche who want to do something. Uh, your article definitely encourages that from the psychological perspective and the personal development, which you've just mentioned. Um, so yeah, we're very excited about that. And uh, we're already starting to see that people are stuck because we're mentioning it and people are going, oh, I really want to learn that. Or, oh, what, what, what company would you recommend that? I said, we don't recommend any company in particular. We have our one, which is in travel, which we love um, because it's what people in retirement generally want to do. That's what got us into it. We love our travel and experiences, adventures. We want to trek the Himalayas. Um, I want to go along. I want to go on the Great Wall oh, of China. Yeah, Great Wall of China. <laughs> see the orangutans. I mean, there are so many things that we do dream about, don't we? And we're doing our forty years of work, and we go, when that moment comes, we're going to do that. Famous words. When I retire. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it is just about no matter how you choose to to select a business. It's aligning it with what you believe and, you know, what you want to do. It makes it a lot easier if you enjoy going to work. And I think the other, to your point about the coaching part, I mean, that, that's a significant trend because people, you know, they need that coaching. They need that, you know, because again, do you want to make all the mistakes yourself or do you want to kind of step to the front of the line? And it's much easier to go that way. But, but I, I, I still think coaching doesn't get enough credit. Um, you know, people, Kind of assume they can figure it out themselves or that if you're going to hire a coach you're going to go get a 25 minute tony robbins speech a rah-rah and your everything is fixed but i think it's really and this speaks to your guys's background it's having processes in place and specific action steps and um, routines and checklists for people to do that's where the benefits really come in but i think coaching um, in a lot of different formats especially from entrepreneurship is a significant trend going forward as well because as more and more people are going to be forced to pivot into it, they're going to need the help to get there. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly right. And I mean, it's, you know, all we're talking about is the coaching will give you the shortcuts, if you like. And I mean, when we first started online, we, we had a, a mentor or a coach. He was 27 years old. That was a hard mindset he, he, shift. He was, we had children older than him. Right. But, but he'd done and got the skills that we wanted to learn. So we went and worked with him. 
And, you know, thank goodness we did because we wouldn't be where we are today without his help. And, you know, we've had other mentors along the way as well. But, you know, well, I think the other opportunity from what I've seen, especially with, let's say, the segment of 50 plus, mm-hmm. um, the one thing I have appreciated about, they, they like to come together in groups, but um, they also like to be coached by their group. You know, so kudos to you guys because a lot of people struggle with, they don't struggle with the younger generation, but the younger generation tends to be impatient. They want to click to move along really, really fast. And so I have found that, you know, people want to be coached by similar aged people only because they're on the same page or they kind of from the same cohort and understand some of the similar things mm-hmm. and can help them process the information better or explain how they learned it or what they did. And so, um, again, I, I see that as a huge opportunity, the 50 plus coaching the 50 plus. Yeah. It's funny because we, um, you probably know, we, um, we had Rick Sheffron of Strategic Profits um, came on our podcast uh, last, last week, was week it? Before. Yeah, week before last. And we were talking about this specifically about pivoting and sort of changing the perspective of your business, bearing in mind what's going on right now and not being seen to be opportunistic if that's the word um, and taking advantage of people and there are a lot out there doing that but he said if you can be certain that the service that you're providing is something that your target audience need and you know you will continue to deliver value to them you should just go full steam ahead and you shouldn't be put off by all the chatter going on around you. And um, yeah, that, that was a very significant thing that he said to us because we, we all start doubting ourselves, don't we? It, it doesn't matter how successful you are in business. You think, oh, am I doing the right thing? Is it the right thing to say this at the moment? Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just, I've been calling it playing the rebound. Um, it's going to bounce back. And the, you can either be ready for it to bounce back or you can respond to the bounce back. And those people who are responding are then going to be, oh, okay, life's back to normal. Let me start doing this stuff and, and kind of ramp up. But they're going to be 90 to 120 days behind the people who are thinking ahead. And, and I think that's, that's the other issue with a lot of entrepreneurs is you can't get caught up in the day to day just do it. That's one of the, I say it to myself every day, just get up, do the five or 10, 10 things that are nagging that I don't want to do because the sooner I get them done, I can do that next step stuff. And that's how you stay a step ahead. You've got to be looking three, four months out. If we were to really, you know, we talked before we got on about, you know, kind of the stay at home orders and be, it's depressing. If you wanted to sit here and think about your, your lockdown, you can't do some of your favorite things, but you can sit there and begrudge that, or you can say, hey, when this is up and in 30 or 60 or 90 days, I'm going to be at the top of my game. That's a whole new perspective and approach to propel you forward. Absolutely. I can right. see why you make such an amazing coach, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it, it, to me, it's an exciting uh, – The crisis is the opportunity to really start to hone, fix, change, develop. Like – and. Why, why don't you want to help? Why don't you want to have a bigger impact? Why don't you want people to be successful? You do. Um, and so why don't you do it? Just start doing it, putting pen to paper. Start, you know, again, it's, it's no different than what you guys do. You started blogging, you wrote a chapter in a book, you got a podcast. None of it's easy. None of it's even, 
I think a lot of this is fun. I love being on interviews and things like this, but you guys still have to cut all the stuff, do the blog, put it up. There's a process, but again, if you can get past that process, you can get the results you want. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, that's absolutely perfect. Honestly, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, this morning, your time. Um, please, can you let everyone know, our viewers and listeners, where they can find you, where they can get hold of your books, because they are absolutely brilliant. Um, we would highly recommend them. So over to you, Robert. Yeah, probably the easiest, uh, retirementproject.org is my website, and you can click, there's some free resources like how to prepare your marriage for retirement, uh, three things no one tells you about retirement. You can see some of my books, but if you go to Amazon, um, my most popular books, obviously Naked Retirement, which just yeah. talks about kind of the non-financial planning aspects. And you'll see other books like Retirement Rx is just a, a, a book about um, little short stories like A Chicken Soup for the Soul. Crossroads of Retirement is um, it's my first soap opera about retirement. It's actually um, fiction, so <laughs> that's my latest creation. But if you just Google my stuff, you'll come across. There's plenty of free stuff out there as well as books or anything else. And all my information, my email's out there. So if people have questions or feedback, I'm happy to respond. Thank you. That's that. Thank absolutely you. brilliant. And the one book that we can't get in the UK because I tried to get it is Crossroads of Retirement unfortunately it, it, uh, i'll have to look into why that's the case i'll, I'll take a look because it's yeah. um it is hard copy and everything out there so i'll, I'll take no, a look. i went to, i went to amazon and obviously we have an amazon.com and an amazon.co.uk account yeah. um so usually i can see it on .com and i can order it yeah. there and they'll ship it um so i tried to do that and it just said no we don't ship to the uk so yeah I, I'll, I'll take a look I'll, I'll get that figured out Thank you, because I, 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 I loved reading your emails with the little <laughs> snippets out of it. And I yeah. thought, oh, you know, I wrote back to you because yeah. that's what I do. And I just loved it. And connecting with you, the, the help that you've given us and the encouragement that you've given us um, is really fabulous. And we appreciate it so much. So thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate being here. Thank you. So thank you for joining us on Living the Retirement Lifestyle and for our special interview with Robert Laura. And we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.